4: When a cellar door opens, run!
1: This is Real
4: Ghost Stories Online. We love to hear your real ghost stories, so share them with us so we can share them on the show. You can call in anytime at 855-853-4802. Write in if that's easier, realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also get ad-free versions of the show. You can do that through Apple Podcasts. You can try it three days free. You get the advanced episodes, access to the archive. You can also sign up through Patreon.com/slash real ghost stories or at ghostpodcast.com. And Kathy Gordon and I, when we were kids, we lived in a haunted house that had a cellar. So I find oh, basements, it did. yeah. I find basements creepy to this day. I always get this weird feeling like when I come up from the basement, like if I if it's black behind me, I feel like something's watching me, so I can't turn a light off and it gets complicated sometimes. But I just have this mm-hmm, weird feeling mm-hmm. about basements and lots of basements. And but cellars are even worse.
1: Right. And this was that old timey cellar that where the door was, you know, like flat on the ground door. Kinda, yeah. It was like a little bit you of had an to-
4: angle. That you had to, yeah, pull and you up. had to
1: pick it up and hook it up so that Super it heavy. wouldn't fall back down. It was really yeah.
4: heavy, and our mm-hmm. dad was coming up from the cellar once, and if he'd have been up one more step, that door unlatched itself, which is weird because it had a really big, big latch, and you either had it on the latch or you didn't. There was no in between with that door. So it, mm-hmm. in order for it to stay put up, it had to be latched. And somehow in the haunted house, dad was coming up and that door came unlatched and he'd have been up on the next step and it got him on the head and it was heavy. Yeah, It was really, I heavy. think
1: it did get him a little bit. If I remember right, there was a little mark on his head or something from mm-hmm. it. So I think it I did get him a little bit, but, um, You know, my scariest story of that cellar dad told me that he one night he heard like a thumping noise and he went, it was, you know, late at night. So he went downstairs and you had to go through our kitchen. And then there was a door out into this kind of just added on porch thing, but the cellar was down there in the ground. And he opened this, the kitchen door and the cellar light was shining around the door that was shut so the light was on and the door was like thumping like somebody was pushing up on it Ugh. you know trying to push out of that door but he didn't open and it no, I asked him what'd you do, and he said, "Oh hell, I shut the door, turned around, and went right back upstairs. I wasn't going to open that door." <laughs> so, yeah, Which that is was so that creepy was, because
4: I, it's not—it's oh. not a place that we went in every day or every week. Like it, oh no, it could be a month or two months. We didn't keep anything down there. Yeah, well, so it just maybe, had
1: dirt walls and yeah, stuff down it's just there. Just dug you know? out.
4: You can't store anything down. I think you could probably no. store your canned goods which was probably what it was for, or maybe if there's a tornado coming. I wouldn't have gone down there if there was a tornado coming. Absolutely yeah, no, not. No, no, no. Which is weird. We lived in Nebraska all those years. I don't remember one tornado ever coming where it was like, we've got to get to
1: safety. So I'll go
4: to Brenda's <laughs> house next door. But that's safety to
1: me. I will, t- <laughs> I will take my odds with the tornado. That's what I will do. But I will
4: not Going go in that cellar. cellar.
5: Well, this no. this
1: story has to do with the seller,
4: so let's give it a listen.
5: I am finally getting on here to tell some of my, my personal ghost stories. Um, so the first one that I'll, I'll tell is from way back in the day, like in, I want to say about 1989, maybe somewhere around there. Um, I lived in San Francisco um, at my grandma's house, and me and maybe about five or six of my my little cousins, we were playing in the garage. And there was this door that led kind of like a, a steep walkway, slant it down. And right in front of that walkway was uh, the door to get into the backyard. And then directly to the left of that was the door to the cellar. Um So me and my cousins were playing on one of those moving dollies, you know, that you put stuff on to to move around or whatever. So we would put the dolly in that walkway and we would ride it down and it would hit the the um, backyard door. And then we would like pick whose turn it was to push the dolly back up while everyone else just ran up and waited. So we did that like several times, just over and over again. And the last time we, you know, we hit the back door and then everyone runs off and it's my turn to push it up. So as I go to push this dolly back up the walkway, the cellar door um, just, like, slowly creaks open. And I have never been in there. I don't think any of my cousins have been in there either. So I didn't know what what it looked like, what was in there, or whatever. So the door slowly, like, creaks open, and it's just me down there. And I can see into the room, and I can see, like, there's, like, boxes and crates. Um, It was really, really dark. But it kind of like, um, there's just like a stream of light coming in, like I guess, from the, the, um, backyard door. And I see like this shape kind of come into form. It's like directly in front of me, maybe like 10 feet away. And I could see that it was a, it was a person. And I could see that they had like curly hair. Like everything just like really dark. I couldn't like make out the facial features. And this thing just, kind of turned his head towards me because it was facing, you know, kind of like the opposite direction. The head turned towards me and looked at me. I still couldn't see any of his facial features. And I'm just, I'm, I could feel myself breathing harder and, and, and freaking out. And within like two seconds, his head just like dropped to the side. Like like if you could envision a scary movie um, where like the, the neck breaks it just, like, snapped to the side, and I screamed at the top of my lungs, and I ran back up the walkway. And I'm, I'm trying to tell my cousins I, I, I really couldn't get anything out. I'm just freaking out. I'm crying. They had to go get the, the adults to come in and talk to me and calm me down. But it was the scariest thing I have ever been through in my life. And, like, my, my mom and my aunts and my uncles, they all go down there to the cellar, and the cellar door was closed when they went down there. So they had to open the door back up. They got, like, a flashlight, and they were looking around, and there was nothing in there. There was nothing but the boxes and the crates in there. And it kind of baffled me at first, when I'm like, I know what I saw. I know I saw a person standing there. It, its head moved and it looked like it broke. Like, it freaked me out so bad. Um, So I kind of carried that with me for a long time. Like, I was afraid of the dark for years and years after that and had to sleep with the light on. Um, But anyways, um, my next story is about my my dad. So my dad was, um, he was working at a marine base in North Carolina, and um, he worked in the boiler room. And unfortunately they had some OSHA safety issues going on there and my dad was electrocuted um, and he died. Um he died in the boiler room of the hospital. And um very shocking. My dad was very healthy. Um it, it came to a uh, to our family as a big shock. Um anyway, so I live in Arizona. I had to fly out to North Carolina, say in my parents' house, they've lived in that house for about 20, 20-something years. And um, so I was staying in one of the spare bedrooms, which is right across from my mom or my parents' bedroom. Um, and there's a bathroom in the hallway, and then right around that corner is, like, the living room. So it was just myself and my um, 12-year-old daughter and my mom. My mom she, you know, was distraught and couldn't sleep in the bedroom, so my daughter was sleeping in their bedroom, and my mom was sleeping in the living room. So I woke up um, probably about like 2, 3 in the morning, and I get up to go use the bathroom, but first I, I stopped, and I checked in my daughter. She was asleep. I look around the corner in the living room. My mom is asleep. Um, the TV's off, but the light is on, so I can see my mom sleeping. So I go in the bathroom. I'm, you know, sitting down doing my business, and I can see and at first I heard like a shuffling noise. It sounded kind of like heavy boots on the carpet. And then I could see the light moving from the, the, the sound of like the boots walking in front of the bathroom door. And it looked like it went to my mom's, my parents' bedroom, which is right next to the bathroom. And I didn't hear anything for a second or two. And then it turned around and I could see the shuffling moving back across the bathroom door. And then it goes, I'm guessing into the living room, and then I didn't hear anything after that. So I'm like, I know I just checked on my mom and my my daughter, and I know everyone was asleep. So I hurry up, and I finish my business, and I'm, I'm freaking out at this point. So I wash my hands, and I, I slowly open up the door, and I'm looking around, and I, I peek around the corner, look at my daughter. She's still asleep. I look around the other corner into the living room, and my mom is still passed out. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. And it sounds just like my dad's walk. My dad would do, like, this little shuffle walk. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Dad, if that's you, I love you, love you, love you, love you. But please do not show yourself to me. Like, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> um so yeah, I I went back into the room. I had to sleep with the light on. I turned the TV on and I was up for a couple hours after that. But that it really freaked me out and I I, I I'm almost 100% sure that that was my dad. Um and I ended up calling a psychic after that because I wanted to make sure that my dad was okay. Because he died so suddenly. I didn't know that if he even knew that he died. Um, and that was him coming back and doing his, you know, normal routine, you know, probably getting up for work or just coming back from work. Um, so she did tell me that my dad was okay, that there was nothing that could have been done, nothing could have saved him, but he's in a better place now. Um, so that kind of put me at peace. Um, but yeah, very, very, uh, freaky stories that, that will always stick with me. So. Thank you, and I hope that you guys enjoyed that. Have a good one.
4: Those are two really good and scary stories. Oh, my gosh, I guess. That first one, like her just describing that is going to give me dreams tonight, like bad dreams. I know. Because when she said that thing about its head kind of snapping, I was like, oh, my God. That sounded uh, like something I, out of a really scary movie. And of course, when the adults go to see what it is, there's nothing there. So they're going to say, Oh, it's just your imagination. But you know okay, what you uh, saw.
1: Will you do me a favor? I don't know. Will you read that little bit that describes that figure again to me?
4: Oh, I don't. It's all on audio. I can't. Oh, read darn that.
1: it. That's right. Because she was, oh, crumb. Yeah.
5: Hold on. Right. Never been in there. I don't think I am. Any- not that kind of like um, there's just like a stream of light coming in, I like, guess from the the um not right there, it's like directly in front of me, maybe like ten feet away, and I could see that it was a it was a person, and I could see that they had like curly hair, like everything just like really dark, I couldn't like make out the facial features, and this thing just kind of turned his head towards me because it was facing you know kind of like the opposite direction the head turned towards me and looked at me I still couldn't see any of the facial features and I'm just I'm I could feel myself breathing harder and and, and freaking out and within like two seconds its head just like dropped to the side like like if you could envision a scary movie um where like the the neck breaks it just like snapped to the side, and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I would have too, and now oh, you made me yeah. listen to
4: that again. I'm gonna really dream about I know that right. <laughs> I've gotta watch <laughs> like, like something on HGTV when we're done. I don't in the fact that but that you head see snapping any, uh, thing that was like some party right? trick. It was like, man, watch this. Like, yeah,
1: like that's not you don't like that is that is so real. But what I think I mean the way she described it and everything. And I think what's scary in
4: that one is that, you know, she saw what she saw and is absolutely terrified. And you can hear hear it in her voice when she's sharing mm-hmm. that again all these years later. But then everybody's like, you didn't see that. You couldn't have seen
1: that. <laughs> Well, but they did go to look. They They knew she was scared enough that they wanted to check it out. But there wasn't anything there. there, So, you know, yeah. So it's, you know, oh, well, it's okay, you know, or something. But it's not okay.
4: And then the other one, I do think that was her dad. And then when she said that about Mm -hmm. going to the psychic thinking, and I'm so sorry, What I can't imagine what her family went through. Because losing a parent suddenly like that, I Mm -hmm. can't. I can't imagine that to go through that. And now you're home and you're in the house where dad should be there and dad's not there. And then you hear dad shuffling by the way he does that. Mm-hmm. When she said that she went to the psychic to see if maybe he had passed so suddenly that he didn't really know what to do or where to go. I thought that was a good point.
1: I I think so too. Yeah. I wonder um, you know, I've, I've often wondered if there's a period of, and I put three days on it, but where after someone dies, they are here for just a little bit, because that's usually the people that have I've been close to that I've lost, I've sensed, you know, for about 3 days i see the shadow figures i hear the i hear walking footsteps um you know hear people talking and things but then after about 3 days it's gone that happened when dad died it happened when grandma died you know and i get there just seems to be this window and i'm wondering if her dad was like there like i think maybe people are here for a little bit and they're just kind of he was just there checking on everybody he went down the hall checked on the daughter he checked on went back down the hall checked on the mom you mm-hmm. know you know then they're gone
4: i i agree with her in that that is you dad do not show yourself to me because she goes i can't handle it because <laughs> yeah. all of the emotions you just lost your parent can we let a few days pass and you can come to me in a dream? That would be better. Those were mm. two really, really amazing stories.
1: Really good ones. gave
4: me all the goosebumps, especially that first one. Woo-hoo.
1: I know. Woo-hoo. I and she's right about it, like being from a movie. When she was saying it, that I thought, "Oh my god, it's just like it's from a movie." And then she said, <laughs> it's, "It's like a movie, like that, right?"
4: Yeah, <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> If you like the show and you want an ad free experience sign up to be a premium subscriber you can go to applepodcast.com you can try it three days free you can go to patreon.com slash real ghost stories you can go to ghostpodcast.com and for all of us here at real ghost stories online thank you so much for listening
2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
3: 18 plus. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.
0: Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an
2: auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.